Well, there's no greater gift for a father than to have his son pray before he comes to speak. True joy and delight to me. So Greg Martin is G-Money. That's fantastic because I've been trying to figure out how we can make a distinction between Greg Martin, the chiropractor, and Greg Martin, the electrician. In our home, we've already got a nickname for Greg Martin, the electrician. We call him Sparky to try and, to try and distinguish the difference between the Gregs. So it's G-Money from now on, and I like that. It's fantastic. G-Money. And Marty, Marty, Marty. I'm not surprised that you won the painting event, but, but you're making the rest of us look really bad. My wife has been waiting for one room to be painted for about 19 years, and uh, you've done seven in COVID time. I'm, I just don't know where to begin with that. Listen, you know, there was supposed to be a very tall man preaching today, extremely tall man. Bay Forest was to be here today as the speaker, and uh, so that's why I'm not sure I want to sit down. I might want to look a little bit taller. Um, and man, we wanted to have him here this year. We the North love Bay Forest, but we kind of wanted to rub it in a little bit. Toronto Raptors, the reigning champions. Uh, we, we don't know if that's going to be the case next year. We're hoping he's coming next year. I don't know, Calvin, if we've got him lined up. But Bay sometimes checks in. Bay, uh, listen, we the North are the reigning champions, okay, of basketball. On top of the basketball world, Canada. So um, I'm sure he'll have something to say to us when he comes next year. I hope he's here next year, Lord willing. Um, Guys, I want to talk to you today about uh, The Gathering Storm, and the, the title, of course, is taken from a book written by Al Mohler, a recent book, and dads, I recommend every one of you get a copy of that. It's like 11 bucks on, on uh, Amazon if you get the electronic version. I, I'm, I'm lost for words there. The electronic version, but 11 bucks, and it's a very, very important book to read, The, Ga the Gathering Storm. Now, he took that title from um, Winston Churchill, who wrote his memoirs in six volumes, and the first volume was entitled The Gathering Storm. And uh, in fact, um, in his first chapter, I'm talking about Winston Churchill now, which is a name that probably many of the younger people don't necessarily know, uh, but um, today, my, my assignment today on Fire Up the Grill is to fire up the dads. Okay, that's, that's what I'm here to do, to fire up the dads, to fire up grandfathers, uh, because there is a gathering storm. And uh, this is no time to be a wimpy dad. This is time for men to put on their father pants, their grandfather pants, and lead their families. And so I'm going to urge you to do that today. I'm going to call on you to do that today. It's not going to be one of my usual expositional uh, sermons, it's going to be more of a rant, uh, an apologetic rant, um, sort of like Ravi Zacharias, except without about 95% of his intellect. And um, so, so bear with me, I'll do the best that I can. But, but Winston Churchill, in the first uh, of his volumes called The Gathering Storm, uh, in the 1930s, he was warning the English people over and over and over again that the Hitler Nazis were um, gathering and were building and were becoming an incredible threat to Europe and the world in general, and no one was listening to him. In fact, they thought he was crazy and tried to marginalize him. In his memoirs, he writes this about an assessment uh, about the time. And he said, how the English, it says there, how the English-speaking peop peoples, through their unwisdom, carelessness, and good nature, allowed the wicked to return. How the English-speaking people, this was a, a title of his first volume, 
through their unwisdom, carelessness, and good nature allowed the wicked to return. And we all know the results of that. By 1940, the Brits joined the forces, allied forces against the Nazis and had their hands full for the next five years. All because no one paid attention to the gathering storm. And I want to submit to you guys this morning, and I know ladies are listening in, guys online, I want to submit to you today that there is absolutely a gathering storm around us, and it is this, that God is being replaced in Canada, that Christianity is being replaced in Canada before our very eyes. And I'm going to share some thoughts with you about that, but before we dig in, I think it's really important for us to just engage in prayer and I'm going to invite you to stand and let's, let's recite the Lord's Prayer together. Can we do that? Stand with me and let's recite the Lord's Prayer this morning. We're st- Our Father, with me, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, forever and ever, amen. Oh God, I pray this morning that you would powerfully speak to the hearts of every man who's listening and to their wives, and to their children, and to the ones around, Lord, may we in joint venture recognize the storm that is gathering around us, and oh God, I pray that you would empower us. We we were uh, listening to a song, and at home we were singing uh, Spirit of the Living God, Uh, grant us your power, O Lord, grant us your wisdom. Let us not be careless. Let us not be so nice that we miss the wickedness and evil around us that that wants to envelop and overtake our children, oh God. I pray in the powerful name of the Lord Jesus Christ, in his name alone, amen. You may be seated. All right, you know, when I got to unholster these guns... Because uh, it, is, it is just too hot up here. Yes, I do have a license for these things. So I just want you to know that. Don't mess with me. All right. So guys, in the scriptures, there is an expectation on us to be leaders. Every man, every man in his home Every dad, every granddad, every grandfather. There's an expectation in the scripture for you to be a leader of your home. And I want you to turn with me in the, in the scripture. You're going to be up in your feet again in a few moments because we're going to read scripture together today too out loud. And at home, I want you up on your feet too. And grab your Bibles because you're going to need them. But I've entitled this sermon, Dad the Family Watchman. And I, I got that from... Uh, Ezekiel chapter 33 verses 1 through 6. Now the primary application of this is to the spiritual leader over the people of God as the watchman, but I'm absolutely convinced that there's an application for each dad who's listening here to be a watchman in your family. So um, this expectation, uh, we... we, um, we may find ourselves in the very days that are being described here by Ezekiel. Listen, let's, let's stand up again. Let's, you're, you got Ezekiel 33. I want us to read together um, simultaneously from whatever translation you have, out loud, Ezekiel 33, 1 to 6. Okay, here we go. The word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, speak to your countrymen and say to them, 
When I bring the sword against a land, and the people of the land choose one of their men and make him their watchman, and he sees the sword coming against the land and blows the trumpet to warn the people, then if anyone hears the trumpet but does not take warning, and the sword comes and takes his life, his blood will be on his own head. Since he heard the sound of the trumpet but did not take warning, his blood will be on his own head. If he had taken warning, he would have saved himself. But if the watchman sees the sword coming and does not blow the trumpet to warn the people, and the sword comes and takes the life of one of them, that man will be taken away because of his sin, but I will hold the watchman accountable for his blood. This is the word of the Lord. Please be seated. Guys, this is for you. This is a call on your life to be a watchman, to blow the trumpet for your family because the sword is coming. The Lord God is allowing the land that we live in to face the sword. We are in the midst of it, or I'm not sure whether the beginning or where we actually are, of this sword against them. Look at three swords this morning. In particular, the sword on humanity, the sword of teaching, and the sword uh, against your family. And so I want to uh, note here this morning that this sword is aimed at your family. And, and I want us as God's men here at Calvary to be maximum impact dads. And uh, we need to understand that the sword that is aimed at your family, and I'm, I'm asking the question this morning, a couple of questions of you, are you ready are you able and are you willing to blow the trumpet? Okay, that's, uh, that's the big question this morning. Uh, your wife, by the way, the mother of your children, chose you so that you would be the watchman of your family. That's her expectation of you guys. It is your role and responsibility. It's not to be abdicated to your wife. It's your role. It's your responsibility. And, um, and so I'm asking another question of you this morning. Do you believe uh, or even know enough biblical truth to be able to withstand the moral liberalism of our age? Because Christianity is being replaced in our country. And we need a generation able to lead a theological protest we have all kinds of protests going on, but we need men of God who are equipped by the Word of God to lead a theological protest in our country, in our families, in our homes, in our churches. It needs to start in our churches. Yes, our churches have a problem in our country. And we, start, and we need men who will lead a theological protest in our churches, in education, in entertainment, in governance, in sexual morality, and in medicine. We need men who will lead a theological revolution, a theological protest. So, guys, are you ready to press your face into the headwind of the culture with God's strength, with God's convictions, with God's word, and see Canada changed? That's my question for you. Now, um, on Mother's Day, we talked about needing supermodel moms. Remember that? You're all supermodels, and you are. If you are ladies of the Lord, if you are women of God, you are supermodels. And we talked about that. Remember, your makers, your models, your mentors, we talked about that. But what we need now on Father's Day is watchmen, warrior, men. Watchmen, warrior, men, more than ever. In our virtue signaling, cancel culture, full sexual freedom uh, society, will steamroll passive men. It is a cancel God Canada. 
and the reality of that is without God, there is no truth. And without truth, there is no freedom. The world is marching and parading and yelling and rioting for freedom. It is the, it is the burden of a human heart for freedom. That's, that's what we cry out for. We've been enslaved to sin since we were born, and we cry out for freedom. But people don't realize that you can't have freedom, you can't have liberty unless you have truth. And you can't have truth unless you have God. Our country that, that in the, the one unity uh, value of our country is we all want freedom. But we need to realize that freedom only comes when we are convinced uh, that we, we must have truth. And truth, to have truth, we must have God. And so men of God, watchmen, warrior, men of God, make sure you're moving from the, the right starting point. It's God, truth, liberty. That's how it works. Now... Here's the battle strategy. By the way, I was watching, um, I've taken to watching Russian news. Now, you, now don't think I'm, a, I'm not a communist, okay? I, I want to just say that carefully. But, but there's a TV station right now, RT, uh, 517 on, my, on, uh, on Bell. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not getting paid for this endorsement by the, by the Russians, so there's no collusion going on here. I want you to know that. Um, the primary reason I watch it is because I don't trust any of the media platforms whatsoever in North America, not a one of them. Y you all know that the media is writing the narrative they want you to believe. You understand that, right? They're not showing you everything. They're showing you selectively what they want to, sh to show you because they are wanting to control what you believe. Because what you see is what you believe. So. I'm starting to get my news from elsewhere. And um, I'm very cognizant of where I'm getting it from. But I, I, I tell you all that to tell you that I watched, so I can explain to you why I saw a Russian advertisement, all right? And it unnerved me. Because on this Russian advertisement, they used a juxtaposition that I had never seen before of two words. And I realized it is a Brilliant yet scary juxtaposition. They use these two words together. Old truth. Old truth. And I thought to myself, wow. Wow. How would you choose to get rid of truth that's inconvenient? Call it old. Call it old. The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of the Lord endures forever. There is no old truth in God's word. But watch. Um, you, you, know the pro you understand the premise today of the world? The world is replacing Christianity. Secularism is replacing Christianity. And words are powerful. And the juxtaposition of words is powerful. And I'm getting nowhere in my sermon and the time is just flying. <laughs> this is so awful. Oh my goodness. Uh, so here's the battle strategy. We haven't even... Here's the battle strategy. We got to have praise riots. Are you with me? Praise riots. Praise riots. Priests who saber rattle. Are you with me? I'm going to explain it. And prayer buildups. Not arms buildups. Prayer buildups. Saber rattling the truth. And praise riots. That's watchmen warriors. All right, in case I don't get finished, you at least know where we're going. So here we go. Um, the sword, the, the first thing I want to look at is the sword on humanity. Guys, listen, this is about the enemy intention to kill any memory of God. That's what is afoot in our country. Dad, they are messing, Dad, they are messing with the maker's stuff. 
It's a time to prioritize praise. Where do I get that idea from? Well, I get it from Romans chapter 1 and uh, uh, verse 18 and following. And I want to make a commentary here with you all. Listen, the wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all the godlessness and wickedness of men who suppress the truth by their wickedness. I believe we're in at least a rehearsal of that or in the hors d'oeuvre of that. I believe this is what's going on. Since what may be known about God is plain to them because God has made it plain to them. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made so that men are without excuse. For although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him, praise, but their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. And although they claimed to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like mortal men and birds and animals and reptiles. Do you see, when praise stops, God is displaced. And when God is displaced, God is replaced by other things. This is why I'm calling today on watchmen, warrior men to lead your families in praise riots to God continually, to extol the greatness of God. And I believe that watchmen, warrior men, and, and as I see the context of this particular scripture, I realize that in this text, the issue at hand is the excellence of our creator God. The exchange that's being made is to worship created things as opposed to praise and adoration of the almighty God. Uh, in sports parlance, there's a, uh, Pastor Calvin's uh, led us in this before, the hip hip hooray thing. And uh, I think this is a good moment to do like a hip, hip, praise the Lord uh, with me. So if you're with me, let's give, let's give the Lord three praise the Lords. Hip, hip, praise, hip, 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 praise the Lord. Amen. And, and I want to tell watchman warrior men that it is critical that you lead your family in a commitment to the first chapter of Genesis. And do not surrender one word in that text. Do not surrender one of the plain readings of that text that our great creator God made the heavens and the earth in 24 literal hours, six days, and then he rested. Do not surrender one tiny word or nuance in that first chapter of Genesis. I would submit to you that in the context of Romans and in what we see happening in the replacement of God in our culture with secularism has everything to do with the weak surrender of the first chapter of Genesis by God's people. And we must stop it. We must call churches back to it. We must call God's people back to it. You have to call your children to it. Listen, I love going to the zoo. My favorite pastime, other than playing sports, is to go to a zoo anywhere. Any city I go to, I want to go to that zoo. I love looking at animals. I love looking at God's creation. God's creation fascinates me. It stirs me up. It rises up in me to cause praise in my heart. And I have led my children to praise God at his glorious creation. And uh, I believe that watchmen, warrior men must do that. Otherwise, guys, listen, otherwise, you will spend your days grievously trying to convince your daughter that abortion is not a form of birth control. Because she, if she will not believe that, it, that what is, she is carrying in her womb matters to God. She will not believe what's being carried in her womb is in the image and likeness of God, her maker. Our culture is turning the womb into a killing field. I'm not sure if you understand some of the 
the statistics that are going on during this pandemic. But while everybody was so freaked out about planking the curve of COVID so that we would keep hospital beds open for the possibilities of the sick, in three months, 17 million babies were aborted in hospitals around the world. Those operating rooms, those rooms were in full-scale work to slaughter babies when we were supposed to be keeping those rooms open for sick people that may get COVID. There's something decidedly evil and wicked going on in our world, men, and we need to stand up and respond to it. We also need to speak to our children about the maker and his stuff and how he has made this world and value God's gender gift and intentional design. Otherwise, guys, your son one day is going to come to you and tell you that he's now your daughter. And he will do that because no one told him and you didn't tell him that God has made a careful creation design and designed him specifically and specifically in his gender. If you don't tell your family about the great creator and his glorious design, you and your wife will one day convince yourselves that you're married to the wrong person. You will do that because you don't have any convictions that your marriage is a covenant as opposed to a contract. You will do that because you have lost faith and confidence in the creator who made marriage and designed marriage and designed a man and a woman to come together and be married and to to be the symbol of his great love for his church and the commitment of Jesus Christ to us and our salvation. And the marriage models that. So guys, the sword of humanity The headwinds of this sword are blowing on you and you watchmen men have to take a strong stand and praise God as creator and designer and unique uh, uh, giver of his image to us, to every single human being in all the world. We live in a day, Al Mohler writes, where believing that gender is binary, meaning two genders, male and female, is in itself identified as harm and violence. Do you understand? Are you listening? In this secular replacement culture, the idea to believe the first chapter of Genesis, God made male and female, is considered harm and violence and guys if we won't take a stand if we don't have the courage to stand on the truth of God's word in creation and design there is no hope for our country none whatsoever the second sword is the sword of teaching dad listen you must take authority over the teaching of your children. Canada needs gospel-centered men and gospel-saturated homes. It's a time for priests, men in homes, and I'm calling you priests because you are priests. If If you know the Lord Jesus Christ, you are a priest of God. And you are not only the praise leader of your home, You are the priest of your home, representing your family to God and God to your family. This is your solemn responsibility. This is who God has made you to be. And you need to know how to saber rattle. What does that mean? The word of God is the sword. You need to know how to use God's word. Jeremiah chapter uh, 22. Jeremiah chapter 22. Yeah, I'm not, uh, 23, sorry. I'm not waiting for you to get there, but get there. Jeremiah 23, uh, verse uh, 22. But if they had stood in my counsel, he's he's referring to to the the, uh, exile that was coming to Israel, okay? 
And, and God is warning them about their unwillingness to listen to his word. If they had stood in my counsel, they would have turned, they would have proclaimed my words to my people and would have turned them from their evil ways. Guys, just, just write your name in there. Write your name in there. If you would stand in the counsel of the Lord and you would proclaim to your family and, and would turn your family from evil ways and from evil deeds, um, verse 28, let the prophet, I'm, I'm going to adorn you with uh, this title, who has a dream, tell his dream, but let the one who has my word, you guys, speak it faithfully. For what is straw to do with grain, declares the Lord, is not my word like fire, declares the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks a rock in pieces. And then over to verse 20, uh, 36. The problem with what's going on in many churches today and in many Christian homes Every man's own word becomes his oracle, and so you distort the words of the living God, the Lord Almighty, our God. Guys, listen, this is a critical moment for us, teaching, teaching our children. You must become an excellent swordsman with the word of God. What post-secondary life is proving, studies are proving, in, in Christian colleges in particular, is proving that kids don't know their theological stuff. And it has been draining for years. Kids don't know, they can't really articulate what they believe, and or even or what they're taught to believe. Increasingly, in terms of authority, kids are adapting uh, or adopting the religion of the culture around them. Under your watch, guys, uh, under your dad supervision, under the supervision of churches with godly leaders, kids are adopting the religion of the culture, which is no demands, no expectations, a convenient God who guarantees everybody eternal destiny, uh, a God who, who uh, guarantees that nice people go to heaven. This is the theology, by the way, of church kids. I'm not talking about pagans. I am talking about church kids. The theology is that nice people get to go to heaven. Now, it begs the question, how nice does that mean you actually have to be? Where's, where's the cutoff line? I, I want to know where the cutoff line is. It, when is nice nice enough? Does anybody know? Could anybody tell me that? Can anybody tell our kids that? Because that's what they're believing. And, and increasingly, where it comes to their faith, the key word for them is whatever. Literally, whatever. That's the value. They're individualistic, they're non-judgmental, which is really code for non-critical thinker, selective in their theology, and believe that God is a problem-solving Mr. Rogers. Does it scare you that I just turned the page over? Don't, don't be afraid. And some have learned this in church. They've learned this in churches. Some have learned this by default. Some have learned this by the fact that maybe dad himself isn't confident in what he believes. Dad, are you confident in what you believe? Do you know what you believe? Do you know your convictions? Can you articulate your Christian convictions to your children? If your children ask you, dad, what do you believe? What is absolutely non-negotiable, dad? Can you tell them? Maybe, maybe some of the kids have been watching dad too much. And they've been watching you capitulate to the culture day in and day out. Guess what? They're going to cave. They're going to tank. 
If dad won't hold the line, dad, if you won't stand for God, if you won't stand courageously against the winds of this culture, your children are going to get swept in the tidal wave that is coming, the gathering storm. Look at it. It's there, guys. It's not a secret. This is not something subversive that you can't see. Look at what's happening. And not all churches or pastors are equal. Be very choosy, guys, about the church. The Ang- you know what the Anglican Church of Canada has actually stated? They believe in their current tra- trajectory there will no- be not one Anglican by the year 2040. What? They're standing up and admitting that. We're tanking. And we're not prepared to do anything about it. Like, get gospel again. Do you believe that if the Lord tarries, Calvary Baptist Church won't exist in 2040? Or our movement of evangelicalism? God forbid, I, I, I can't even imagine standing before you and saying something like that and being okay with it. The Kitchener-Waterloo Catholic School Board this year voted to fly the rainbow flag. That's not classic Christianity. Education, government education, guys, I want to tell you, is a spiritual liability. And I want to be careful how I say this. We have a lot of excellent teachers, godly teachers in our congregation who are working diligently to push back the tide of secularism that's trying to bury kids in the classroom. God bless you. Susan and others I see in my sight line right now, I know what you guys are up against. And I know you're pressing and pushing hard to to maintain some semblance of morality and godliness. And thank you that you are standing in the storm and facing the gale winds. But guys, we got to stand behind these people. We have to stand behind our teachers with godly principles and hold the line on education. But guys, you've gotta have a suspicious eye on what your children are being taught in the government school system. It is not Christianity. Now think about this. The school or entertainment has 160 hours of your children's time every month, conservatively. And if you only bring your kids to church one or two or three times a month, Your kids are getting two or three hours of Christian instruction against 160 hours of godless secular indoctrination on gender foolishness, immorality, sexual freedom, everything against what you believe. Kind of been straying from my notes. There is a war on truth. There isn't old truth and new truth. There is only God's truth. Let me give you a quote from a colleague. By by the way, in the last uh, three years, British home education has grown by 40% in Britain. Okay? Listen, Britain's ahead of us. If you want to understand the the secular tidal wave, the secular tsunami... It starts in Europe, comes into Britain, comes over to Canada, and is heading to the U.S. In Britain, in the last three years, there has been an upsurge of people yanking their kids out of government education by the tune of 40% increase. The Brits in the public system are concerned about the loss to them of children. And... I suspect that that's exactly what's going to happen in Canada, if it isn't already. Let me, let me read you a quote from a uh, college professor. The college experience is the best and perhaps the last opportunity for someone to break students' commitments to the moral convictions derived from their parents' religion. Let me read you something further. A North, uh, in Northwestern University in Evanston, Illinois, an English and um, college advisor by the name of Bill Savage was recorded as saying this. 
He was reacting to the so-called, and of course it's very political with the U.S., the so-called conservative red states, meaning Republican states, are outbreeding the blue states or the Democrat states, which are more liberal in voting patterns. Identifying himself, the professor, as a political liberal with no children of his own, Savage acknowledges that he and his fellow liberals have a lower fertility rate than conservatives. Nevertheless, now keep listening to me, he insists that educated urban liberals need not despair. He expresses confidence that blue America's urban archipelago can grow larger, more contiguous, more contiguous, and more politically powerful, even without my offspring. How? The children of red states will seek a higher education. And that education will very often happen in blue states or blue islands in red states. For the foreseeable future, loyal ditto heads will continue to drop off their children at the dorms. <clears throat> After a teary-eyed hug, Mom and dad will drive their SUV off toward the nearest gas station, leaving their beloved progeny behind. Then what? He proudly claims, and then they are mine. And then they are all mine. Dads, the sword against your family is abundantly obvious. Your kids are your kids. Fight for them. You can't have my kids, Satan. You can't have my kids, Satan. It's a time to build up arms through prayer. <clears throat> Let me read one more text and I'll just quickly summarize and we'll be done. Ephesians chapter 6. Finally, men of God, watchmen, warriors of your families. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. And the secular tide gathering storm is a devil's scheme. Now I'm gonna skip down to here's what you need to do, guys. Verse 18, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. Pray also for me that whenever I open my mouth, words may be given <clears throat> so that, may be given me so that I will fearlessly make known that the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. Guys, embrace this text as your own. This is a watchman, warrior, man text. Pray Five times the word prayer is used in two verses. There's an emphasis here to pray, pray, pray for your kids. Pray. This is a time to build up arms, not violently, prayerfully, to claim your children for God, to pray every night over and over, day and day. The professors at university are confident that if they can have your children for four or five years at a college experience, it will be ample time for them to separate your kids from your beliefs, your convictions, your moral commitments, and the faith of their parents. And this is exactly what's happening. Engaging with some of our kids who've already gone away are already, I can hear it in their voices, I can read it in their tone, I can, I can see it in the language they're using. It's the language of liberal secularism. And it's taking root in their hearts within the first, second, third, fourth semester, maybe the second year. God help us, guys. You have parental rights. You must exercise them. You must hold on to them. You must vote for politicians who are going to grant to you parental rights and throw out those who are taking away your parental rights. Guys, this is a movement that we have to do if we care about our country and our children. In the BC Supreme Court, last year, 2019, a young girl of 14 years of age was ordered by the courts to receive testosterone injections. 
without parental consent, a 14-year-old girl. And her father was threatened by the BC Supreme Court that if he objected, he would be charged under family violence charges. That's the courts of Canada. Taking away, guys, your parental rights of your children, the right to raise your children. Right now, the government of Canada is working on a bill to make conversion counseling for homosexuals forbidden by counselors, by churches, by parents. Right now, the bill has not been passed, but it has lots of energy. The mayor of uh, Calgary already passed this bill in, as an ordinance in the city of Cal- Calgary. This, this fences off parental rights by the lawmakers of our land. And the lawmakers eventually are the politicians. So how any of you could vote for those who are not social moral conservatives as Christian men is beyond me. You are not exercising a watchman warrior approach to life. Neither caring for your country nor are you caring for your children. In the entertainment industry, we already know that the highest social commitment is sexual freedom. And sexual freedom and religious freedoms collide. And you all know who's gonna win that collision unless we do something about it. And finally, technology and social media. I don't have time at all to go into it, but this is such a big reality, guys. As parents, post-millennials are safer than any generation has ever been. Yet they are more socially isolated than any generation ever. They are on the brink, most, many of them, of mental, a mental health crisis. Suicides, mental health challenges in our young people has never been greater. What's the commonality? Life has changed. Life is in the phone. Your children ought to know the tenets of the first chapter of Genesis better than they know how to pick a good cell phone. I'm afraid many of them don't. Hiding behind their phones. Listen, high school seniors in 2015 dated less often than junior hires in 2009. Maybe you need to let that sink in for a moment. I mean, as a parent, hey, I don't even want dating. But listen, listen. Listen to me. Do you understand the implications? Do you understand what I'm telling you? High schoolers in 2015 dated less than junior hires in 2009 because they're just on their phones at home. And you know what that has resulted in? I'm not making this stuff up. The shift uh, from socialization is massive. They act well below their cognitive acumen. 19-year-olds have the cognitive acumen of a 15-year-old and so on. And these young men behind their computer screens don't know how to court or even engage in meaningful conversation with women. I'm the father of a, of a, a young woman and I am aghast, absolutely, utterly aghast at the young men and how they are, how they act, and how they are stunted in their socialization skills. And dads, that is on us, 100%. 100%, these are your sons. It's 100% on you and on me. I got to shut it down. I'll shut it down with this. The Wall Street Journal 
which is not a bastion of Christian morality, nor is it in any possible way seeking to endorse the church of America, wrote this, two cataclysmic societal shifts. They were, they were invited to write an article on what are the two cataclysmic societal shifts that are changing America? Here they are. Going to church less often and having fewer babies. That's... They were asked to, to tell America what is most shaping or reshaping America. Going to church less often and fewer babies. Shame on God's people if we are going to church less often and having fewer babies. Come on. Want your kids to live free? Praise riots. God-saturated family. Scripture saber-rattling fathers, priests who know the truth. And an arms buildup of prayer in your homes. The battle is not flesh and blood. It belongs to the Lord. Men, this is a call to displace secularism in your home and replace it with Almighty God. Let's pray together. Father... I pray this morning, let's stand to our feet, people. Let's stand up. Oh, God, forgive us. You know, if, if you've said, if, if my people called by my name will humble themselves and pray and turn, turn from their wicked ways, you will hear from heaven. You will heal, heal their land, oh, God. I pray for the men. I pray for the fathers of our congregation. I pray for the men uh, online. I pray for the men uh, in, in God's churches across this land. Lord God, may we be watchmen warriors for your great namesake, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Listen. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you for being with us this morning. Thank you for being with us online. You know we love you so much. We're so glad that you're here with us. Um, please know that this is our opportunity to connect with the Lord in giving. So uh, you know what to do uh, at home. And thank you for God's amazing uh, provision through you. And um, uh, yeah, just be seated because you know I'll, I'll, I, have to, I have to release you. So I love the power. Um, these guns are ready to go. Okay, so... Happy Father's Day. We love you so much. Uh, my apologetic rant is over, but guys, come on. Come on. Let's do better. Let's do better. Eh? All right. Goodbye, online people. <laughs>